0: I am so excited about today's show because we, we have such a great guest, and I love this topic. I'm a newbie at it. I'm a beginner, but there's something about it that has just caught my attention. I've been dabbling uh, with Ayurveda now for a while, so I'm just honored to have today Susan Weiss Bolin. She's a full-time Ayurveda consultant, a cooking teacher, meditation teacher, and leader of sacred site tours. Her personal journey into the Ayurvedic lifestyle began when she came across the Ayurvedic cleansing technique of panchakarma. (laughs) She has studied with the best teachers of Ayurveda, both in the U.S. and India. And she knows how challenging it can be to come to Ayurveda as a beginner, like myself. And so she's dedicated her life to sharing the fruits of her studies with students all over the world. And I'm so happy to have a copy of her new best-selling book, Ayurveda Beginner's Guide. She leads meditation, yoga, and Ayurveda tours to sacred sites around the world she lives with her husband, Larry, who she met in their bookstore in 2008, and their three dogs, Ella, Shadow, and Junie, and they all live in Reisterstown, Maryland, just outside of Baltimore. Susan, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Oh, Mal, wow. I'm so honored. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be a part of your program. Thank you.
0: Well, as I said, this is something that I started dabbling in about a year ago. And, and then I sort of dropped off. And then I got your book. And I was like, Oh, no, I am back on. So first of all, explain to the listeners who are clueless, what is Ayurveda?
1: Well, I didn't know either. So uh, I first came across the, the term Ayurveda, I guess, in the 90s, early 90s, I came across a book by Deepak Chopra, called Ageless, Ageless Body, Timeless Mind. I think that's the first one of his I read. And I didn't really understand what Ayurveda was either, but I was like, "There, this is really interesting. And then later on, when I opened my bookstore in 2004, I opened my bookshop, Read Books. I had a little Ayurvedic section because it's alternative medicine. And then I began to learn more about it. So Ayurveda, the two words, Ayur and Veda, means science of life. And it's a 5,000-year-old system of medicine that comes from India. It's one of the very first systems of medicine ever created. 5,000 years ago, they had this knowledge of the surgery, pediatrics, gerontology, even um, mental illnesses, psychology, and so on. It's something that they took into consideration. Ayurveda is part of what's called the Vedas, which might be familiar to some people who maybe perhaps have heard of the Indian teachers, Yogananda and Muktananda. It's very interesting because Yogananda and the early ones, they started out in Boston, and you're in Massachusetts, right? They came from India um, some of the very first teachers in the 1890s and early 1900s came to Boston and started teaching the Vedas there, which was absolutely fascinating. People really took to it. So, the Vedas incorporate meditation, yoga, a way of living, um, includes a type of astrology called Jyotish astrology, includes a type of feng shui called Vastu Shastra, and the medical system of the Vedas is Ayurveda. Um, all these can be found in uh, the, the yoga sutras of Patanjali. so if you have people that watch your program who perhaps took yoga teacher training they study a little bit of ayurveda in the yoga teacher training because it's all part of it so ayurveda has uh, as a system of health and well-being looks at food as medicine that's kind of like the first line is food is medicine and And the layer, our skin in Sanskrit, which is the language of Ayurveda, is called the Anamaya Kosha. And that literally means the layer derived from food. So the whole encasement of our body comes from the food that we eat. And that goes down through all the seven layers of the tissue over our, our bodies, all the tissues, the blood, the cells, the fat, the bone, the reproductive organs, and so on all come from the food we eat. And so if we learn how to use food and spices and herbs and the, the things that we drink, the time of day that we eat and the temperature of our food and how it's cooked with the proper oils and so on can um, really help us be so healthy all the way deep, deep down to, our, to a cellular level, which can help us with longevity and prevention of diseases and so on. And so Ayurveda looks at each person as an individual. So we, we look at having individual mind-body constitutions, which, are, which I know that we'll talk about. And, and those are called um, your dosha, which looks at the imbalances and then how to create balance in the system.
0: So you mentioned the doshas because I think this is where people maybe get a little stuck is there a simple way to explain the three doshas?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we're all made up of the elements. There are five elements outside of us, much like in Chinese medicine. So we have space and air and fire, water, and earth. And then we have those same elements within us. And so we're all comprised of a combination of those elements. So the three doshas are called vata, pitta, and kapha. Vata dosha is the elements of air and space. Hitta dosha incorporates fire and water, and Kapha dosha incorporates earth and water. And so these are three types of people. The first vata is sort of airy, spacey, ungrounded type of person, usually tall and thin. Um, I usually or willowy type of person. I think of Uma Thurman or Callista Flockhart. They're also the very creative people, very spontaneous. Um but they get easily distracted because there's so much air and movement and space in their head. They're always distracted by every shiny new object that comes up. And they talk with their hands a lot like I do. <laughs> They're like, you know, just kind of like a lot of stuff going through them all the time. But because of that dryness, they tend to have diseases or disorders of the digestive system, a lot of gas and bloating, and perhaps dryness in the joints, which can cause um, arthritis and problems like that. They also tend to have a lot of anxiety and worry. They tend to be very fretful people. And when something goes wrong, they tend to blame themselves for it. Um, the second, so that's just a little bit about Vata. The second dosha is called Pitta Dosha, comprised of fire and water. So I, I, I think um, a good person to think of uh, maybe is Jack Nicholson, somebody who's really like out there, opinionated, um, you can think there might be several politicians we can think of as well. I won't name any.
0: <laughs> I get it.
1: <laughs> um, very fiery in nature. They tend to have ruddy skin. They're a medium build. And they, when they're balanced, they're a really great communicator, very sharp, insightful, direct uh, speakers. But when they're out of balance, they can be very mean, aggressive, impatient, lashing out and blaming others. Whereas Vata tends to blame themselves. Pitta tends to blame others when things go wrong. So they have really intense flashes of anger. And that can show up as extra heat in the body. as like rosacea, headache, um, even eyesight problems, acid indigestion, signs of too much heat in the body. Kapha dosha is comprised of water and earth. And I tend to think of Oprah is a very good one to think of kapha dosha although she has a lot of pitta, because we can be comprised of two. We, we all have all three doshas, but one or two predominate. Oprah really has a kaphic body, but a pitta mind, because she really makes things happen with that. But um, they tend to be a little bit heavier than the other doshas. They're rounder, but they have extraordinary stamina. They're like the support system that holds the other doshas together. Um, they're very nice, caring, sweet. They kind of gather everybody in. They nest. And does this hold everything in place? But that can also lead to obesity, this holding everything in. And it can lead to complacency and um, just sticking to a routine, difficulty breaking out of things and trying new things. They need to lighten up a little bit that earth and water tends to really weigh them down. They suffer from problems of too much water in the system like bronchitis, allergies, sinusitis, and of course the extra weight. But when they're balanced, they're just really very sweet, caring, kind people. So that, and if I can get even just a tiny bit more graphic, because this really will tell people their It's their bowel movements. <laughs> so we talk a lot about bowel movements in Ayurveda. Everyone's got them. So Vata dosha, because of the dryness, they tend to be constipated. Pitta dosha because of the heat, tends to have loose stools or diarrhea. Cappadocia because they move slower and have their they have a lot of balance in the digestive system. They tend to have really good bowel movements, like the shape of the colon, like perfectly shaped. They want to take a picture and put it on Facebook. It's so cool. You can really tell a lot about a client, and when I do an Ayurveda consultation, about finding out about their um, daily habits and routine, and bowel movements play a really large part in that situation because that's where you absorb your nutrients. And you eliminate waste. And that's all we want to do in Ayurveda is assimilate the nutrients and get rid of toxins 24-7. So everything we do helps subtly helps to do that so that your body can function at the optimal level.
0: Now you have in here um, a quiz mm-hmm. that people can take that will help them to, you know, narrow down which dosha they are. And once they've done that. Then you have all these wonderful practices and suggestions Now I have to share. I've started, um, a couple of things. I've started using ghee. Great. Oh, that's that. (laughs) And I'm tongue scraping.
1: Great. Perfect.
0: And I've been using, um, the oil in my nose, what's it called? Um, oil. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I've, um, I also got the jam from uh, Banyan that you recommend. Prash. Yes.
1: Oh, very good. That's great for immunity, especially as we transfer from winter to spring and all yep. sorts of stuff come up. That's great. Yeah.
0: So I've, I've started those four things. So what would you recommend... For someone starting out. Now, we've got three different doshas here and whatnot, but to kind of simplify stepping into the practice.
1: Yeah, sure. You don't even need to know your dosha, honestly, to begin working with Ayurveda. People get very caught up in the dosha, and it's really fun because it's like, that's my personality type, or that's my husband, or that's my boss, or that's my dog, you know, whatever. We all see where it fits in. But honestly, if we just begin by eating with the season, we want to align our bodies with the harmony to be in harmony and balance with the season that we're in so we don't want to be eating ice cream in the dead of winter and we don't want to be eating like the hottest um root vegetable stews in the heat of summer so in the book i include seasonal shopping lists and in ayurveda we say we have um three seasons we have vata pitta and kapha seasons and so it's all outlined there um you know pitta is like summer and Bata is early autumn and um, I'm sorry, autumn and early winter, and then kapa is late winter and spring. So we look at the three seasons, and depending on where you live, you can figure out what season you're in. And um, so we want to take that seasonal shopping list to the store with us and eat what's available naturally at that season. In the stores, though, of course, we see food shift in from everywhere, so just be aware of what is best for you during winter, spring, and summer. Um, also in Ayurveda, we, um, we look to really eat three meals a day. Each meal is two handfuls of food, which is two thirds of your stomach. We really don't, we need to leave two thirds, I'm sorry, we need to leave a third of the stomach open for the digestive fires to work. If we put too much in, then we can't digest the food. If after a meal, like you're unbuttoning your pants and you're laying on the sofa and you're just exhausted, that's not the way you should feel after a meal. You should say, oh, I feel great. Let's take a little walk. You know, we should have energy after we eat, not feel lethargic. So think about it, three meals a day, whatever your dosha is, don't worry about that. Eat seasonally, three meals a day, sip warm water with your meals, which aids in the digestive process. We don't, we want to avoid cold foods, which put out our digestive fire. And then we want to make sure we have a light dinner. Unless you're working a night shift, you do not need a lot of food at dinner. Most doshas don't even need protein at dinner because it's hard to digest. So we want foods that are easy to digest, maybe a bowl of rice and some steamed vegetables. Um, Ayurveda is vegetarian, although we do have meats, and I include meats in the book and the list there. But there are meats for certain doshas. Um, If you must have meat, there's a way to to fit that in. Um, But very important is no snacking. In Ayurveda, the idea of snacking is, like, why? (laughs) If you've eaten your three meals, you should not be hungry in between. You should eat enough to sustain you. And then in between meals, this little fast in between meals and that longer fast from bedtime to breakfast, our body can dig deep to use stored pockets of energy. Which is how we turn over and get toxins out of the body. Which is how we lose weight. Which is how we get rid of stuff that we don't need anymore. If we're constantly feeding the body, then then the the process. There's no time to do that. The second we eat something, even a carrot or an apple, the digestive enzymes start to come back up in the stomach, and we use that for energy. And it stops that whole process of this like digging deep into these um stored areas. So we unless you're really depleted or um extreme cases of people going through perhaps chemotherapy or um, recovery from certain illnesses. We really don't recommend snacking in between. are some guidelines that people could follow.
0: So is there one meal that's more important than others?
1: Yes. Lunch, 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 lunch. (laughs) So lunch is 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's any time within there, that is what's called pitta time of day. There are doshik times of day as well the time of day is when the sun is the highest in the sky, and that gives us this boost to our metabolism to help us digest our food. But that's also for most of us when we need our biggest meal. When we have a good meal between two and between ten and two, we're able to go through the rest of the day and not have that crash at three o'clock when you go for coffee and a cookie. Not that I used to do that. I used to do that. <laughs> Because lunch was like a half a sandwich or a salad, eating in front of the computer real quick, you know. But now I sit down, I close the computer, I move to another room, I have my nice big bowl of kitchery or soup or some Ayurvedic, you know, um, nice meal that really does sustain me. Actually, for some people, and I, I'm, a, I'm a bigger person, I'm, I'm a little bit more substantial. So I could have breakfast, like at 10, a large meal at 10, and then eat something light around four or five, and that's it, and I'm satisfied. Some people can do really well with these two meals a day and really good, and the body is working at optimal level then. But I don't want anyone to suffer, never suffer. (laughs) If you're feeling hungry, you're not doing something right. We want to make sure that you feel satisfied. Um, one, One problem that I think a lot of people have is eating a lot of raw food. It's very hard to digest raw foods, salads in particular. So if you know, we look to um, have food that at least is lightly cooked because that's, that begins the digestive process. So in the morning, for example, you can make stewed apples or pears with some cinnamon or apricots and raisins. And that's just delicious. I mean, just cooking them for 10 minutes and the water becomes syrupy because of the cinnamon and so on. Um, if you do have a salad, if you must have a salad, at least sip some warm water while you're having it. Or maybe, maybe heat up some beans and rice and throw that on top of your lettuce or something like that. But raw vegetables, even like carrots, I'm deciding to have some hummus. I'm, I'll steam my carrots beforehand, even just for a few minutes, to make them more digestible, scoop that, scoop the hummus up with that. And so we want to we be aware of food that is hard to digest. Um, even at that 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. spot. We want the body to be able to use the food immediately to give us the energy we need to do our tasks during the day.
0: And I'm a huge salad eater. Yeah, a lot of people are. Yes, and I read that, so I've I've been trying to cut back. I, I used to make a salad every single night, so I've been cutting back on that and not doing that as much. Yeah. Um, and you
1: look more like a vata pitta person, is probably... <laughs> what you are yeah. So eating salad at night especially would be really hard um, to digest
0: and i think another thing that triggered my interest is that um i've kind of been dealing with acid reflux mm-hmm. and it came on last summer and it's been hard to sort of get rid of
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'll, I'll feel better for a period of time and then it may come back and and so i said you know I've used alternative measures before to get well, and I do acupuncture and and do a lot of things um, that are not traditional medicine to make myself feel better. So that's one of the reasons why I started really looking at the Ayurveda and, you know, just tweaking things that I'm doing based on your book that to aid my digestion. Now, I haven't been doing the warm water at meals, so I'm going to start that.
1: Definitely do the warm water meals and you want to avoid sour foods like tomatoes mm-hmm. and yogurt.
0: Mm-hmm. Avoid 100%. Oh. You're gonna feel better. Believe me. Okay. I know about tomatoes because the, the acidity the
1: also is very sour and it's hard to digest. And especially the yogurt made in the U S it is mass produced. Unless you're getting it from a little farm or you're making it yourself. That dairy no longer has any probiotic benefit. It is just simply passing through your body. And, but there's a sourness to the yogurt that can, and it's cold. And that can be very upsetting to the system. In Ayurveda, we really like to use yogurt to make a lassi. So we add warm water to it and maybe a few spices like ginger or a little turmeric or something. And that makes it more digestible but I would suggest avoiding yogurt completely. Another thing to help with acid refluxing to help everybody is to sleep on your left side at night. I do that. Great. Sleeping on your left side supports your stomach and helps so the acid does not um, come back up.
0: Support and the- I've added um, triphal? Tri- triphala. Triathol. Trifila. And I'm taking that at night.
1: Great. Great.
0: T- Great. Yeah, I've added that in too.
1: Warm water. To make sure to take it with warm water. <laughs>
0: Ah, yeah. No, I was using, I wasn't using cold coal, but I will switch to warm.
1: It's a little warm. Wow.
0: (laughs) What, um, what would you recommend for, say, I think for women, a big issue is, you know, being overweight. And, um, so what would be some of the things that we've talked about that you might recommend for somebody who is trying to lose weight, what could they add in as far as a supplement that you suggest or a particular one of your practices?
1: Okay. So not every dosha weighs the same thing. Mm -hmm. As we saw with Oprah, a great example when she lost an enormous amount of weight and she pulled that red wagon out on the stage and was wearing those tight jeans She maintained that weight for probably 20 minutes, like till the end of the show, because she's not vata dosha. She can't, that weight is not normal to her body. So first of all, we need to be realistic. We need to be very realistic about what weight is and what it means. In Ayurveda, we use these numbers sort of as a guideline. It doesn't mean the end all and be all. So for example, me personally, my highest weight was 237 pounds when I was in my 30s. Through Ayurveda, I lost about 60 pounds or so. So I am no skinny mini, but I am perfect. (laughs) Okay. I am perfect for my Kapha Pitta type of person that I am. There's no way I could ever weigh a hundred. I'm five foot seven. There's no way I could weigh even 140, 150 pounds. I would like to weigh 160, but 170 to 180 is kind of where I am. Mm -hmm. And that's cool. You know, that is really cool. Some people might look at that and say, wow, she's really overweight. But I'm not, according to Ayurveda and according to the way I feel. And I know that when I get to a lower weight, I feel depleted. I don't have energy. I don't look good. And my mind is freaking out. I feel like I'm starving. So we really need to be realistic, first of all, about what is the right weight for us. And then if the right weight for us is less than we are, we have to look at the reasons why we're carrying the weight. Somebody who's Vata Dosha, so I'm just have to back up Mel. I'm so sorry. I don't have a simple answer to this question.
0: No, that's okay. No, 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 please.
1: (laughs) Okay. So someone who was Vata Dosha, who's naturally skinny, who might be obese. Whoa, there's a lot of stuff going on there because Vata deals with a lot of anxiety and fear and worry, and will put on extra weight to calm themselves down, to ground themselves. Mm -hmm. So we need to work with the Mind Dosha in Vata. To help calm them down and get rid of the fear, to help them eliminate that or diffuse it the best that we can, before we put them on a kapha reducing plan because kapha is extra weight, but you don't want to drive vata out too much because that can really damage their body. So we need to be very careful. So first, I look at the reasons why. What are the symptoms? What's nice. going on? So when I when I lost my weight through Ayurveda, it wasn't it wasn't about the weight loss. It was about so many other things in my life that I was Mm -hmm. acting on. Yeah. And when I started to eat the copper reducing plan, all these emotions started arising that I had been hiding with the food. It was phenomenal. And instead of eating away the emotion, I sat and watched it and looked at it and saw, you know what? It's not going to kill me to feel this stuff. It might even make me a better person, a softer person, a kinder person. And I think that's what happened until I hit menopause. Yeah. <laughs> and all that kind
0: and oh, stuff. Another tricky. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but can someone, can someone's dosha ever change? Yeah, we do change. We have a primary dosha
1: that we're born with, but we go through doshic um lifespan. We're all born copic with a little bit of extra stuff on us, rolling poly. And then we go through the pit this stage of life with the hormones raging and so on. And our when we're setting up our lives and our business or raising children whatever it is that's our Pitta stage of life and after menopause or for men probably in their 60s we get into the vata stage of life where we dye our hair blue and, <laughs> uh, uh, and do whatever we want yeah. um, we become more creative we care less about you know right. what, what other people are thinking about it but also physically the body dries up a bit in the vata stage of life so there are definitely ayurvedic herbs like something called shatavari uh, something called ashwagandha that women in this stage of life can take. And they actually might help with weight loss, um, but that's because we're getting ourselves back in balance. If you need to lose weight and you get yourself balanced, the weight will drop off anyway while other things get straightened out. And so um, Shatavari and ashwagandha, but under the guidance, I really believe under the guidance of a practitioner, um, everyone can do well taking triple in different proportions. Triplo we call a bowel toner. What it does is it um, helps you assimilate those nutrients and more effectively get rid of waste. But you need to take it specifically either with warm water or with milk or with ghee to help you absorb absorb it. Best.
0: So that's my long answer. <laughs> no, that's a wonderful answer. No, and you know, you're simplifying it for us, which I think okay. is great because I think more people, I know women, would probably practice ayurveda if they just understood it and that's really you know why i loved your book it's just wonderful here it is again ayurveda beginner's guide bestseller on amazon susan it's so wonderful to have you today tell the audience how they can get in touch with you
1: oh thank you sure so you could just google my name susan weiss bolin you can find me on facebook my website is breathe ayurveda that's b-r-e-a dot com, so it's like breathe ayurveda.com and um i'm sort of all over the place um on youtube and so on you can just do like ayurveda maryland or ayurveda baltimore and you can find me and you can also join me on trips we do these wonderful trips mostly to india but i do have peru and israel coming up where we incorporate sacred sites spirituality yoga meditation and ayurveda in all of my trips so you can see the world while um, finding your own balance and harmony within our planet and our universe which is-
0: I saw that I loved it I just came back from India I was there in February but I saw Israel and I was saying oh boy would I love to do that but I just did India so I don't know but that's wonderful that you pointed that out I will put your web address and everything in the show notes I want to thank you again so much for joining me today. It's just such awesome. an honor to connect with you. Oh, thank you
1: so much because I'm just so happy to get um more about Ayurveda out there and through programs like this and having you being such an enthusiastic supporter. is just awesome. So I thank you so much for oh, having me. <laughs>
0: thank you again. This has been just outstanding. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Awakening Divine Wildness. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend and leave some stars in a favorable review at iTunes. And be sure to visit MaldwayneCoach.com for your free Heal Your Heart, Reclaim Your Worth six-week video course.